Uh, we taught on a message entitled, Focus is a God Thing. Say that, focus is a God thing. So, so as we are um, moving into this uh, new year of 2023, we said that there were two things uh, to consider. One was where we are currently. Two, where we're going. So it's important to understand that we can't move forward in our past. We can't move forward in our future. We can only move forward from where we are. So it's unrealistic to think that you can uh, embrace or realize your future by holding on to your past. And I can say this right now. From God's perspective, your future is very bright. So God wants you to uh, realize your future and what he has established for you in your future. But we cannot hang out in our past. I say we cannot hang out in our past. See, there are those who uh, embrace uh, whether that past was good or not so good. They want to hang out there. But we're going to talk about focusing on moving forward. But once you have located where you are, then you can consider moving forward. Not until. You got to know where you are. And you got to know where you are uh, as an individual and as part of the body of Christ, we have to know where we are as a local church. So those are some of the things that we talked about uh, when we uh, taught on this message last. I want to I talk about focus is a God thing, but I want to talk about it uh, from the uh, context of finances and the harvest. And they are very, very closely related, your finances and the harvest. So we're talking about focus, so I want to give you a definition to the word focus. I think I gave this to you um, when we uh, taught on this last, but let me, as a reminder, let me just give it to you again. The word focus, <clears throat> according to Merriam-Webster's uh, dictionary, means a main purpose or interest a main purpose or interest. It also means a point of concentration. It means to concentrate attention or effort. To concentrate attention or effort. It also means directed attention. Directed attention. So a main point or a main purpose or interest. So if we were going to look at this from God's perspective uh, in terms of humanity, what do you think that God's main purpose or interest would be? Absolutely. And we can answer that question uh, from a very, very familiar verse of Scripture. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. Amen. Amen. God so loved the world. Good job, Kyle. God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, everybody say whosoever, whosoever believed upon him shall not perish but have everlasting life. People are God's primary focus. People are God's primary purpose and interest. God values people. And the, and, and the, the, the uh, value that he placed on people really is priceless. I say it's priceless. Look at your neighbor and say, you're priceless. You are absolutely priceless, priceless. And God proved that by giving us his best. <laughs> he gave us his best to show us how priceless we are. Jesus, Jesus, you know, when, when Jesus uh, came into the earth, Jesus was uh, not considering himself. <laughs> Jesus came into the earth, it says, to seek and to save us who were lost. So he didn't consider himself uh, whatsoever. Jesus' focus were people. Were people. From the time he left heaven to the time he came up out of that grave, his focus was people. And so Jesus' focus was people, then how much more our focus, who he has delivered out of the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son, how much more should our focus also, should, I, should we be directing our attention to people. Timothy, Timothy said this, it says that with lowliness of mind, Timothy 2.3, with lowliness of mind, let us esteem others better than ourselves. And so our focus is supposed to be people. God's focus is people. We are God's people. We are children of God. We are in covenant with God. And if we are in covenant with God, then we should be carrying out God covenant promises. Are y'all here tonight? Sure you are. <laughs> people, people is God's focus. And because they are, there's a design uh, uh, that the devil has set up to distract us away from what God intends us to be focused on. So, you know, um, there, there, and, and we'll turn there in, in a few minutes, but uh, there in uh, the, uh, Matthew 6, it talks about uh, how we're not to be concerned about what to wear, or what to eat, or what to drink, and, and all of this, right? And he says that uh, these are the things that who? The Gentiles seek after. Well, those things are designed to distract and when we get so consumed, when we get so caught up, when we get so dominated by things, it takes, us, takes our focus off of what is most valuable and precious to God. 
Am I saying that, uh, you know, that those things should not be considered? Absolutely not. Because in that, in that, that verse of scripture there in Matthew uh, 6.33, he says that uh, when we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then these things are going to be added to us anyway. So God understands that, as the Bible says, that we have need of these things, but these things are just that. They are things. <laughs> and people are valuable. People are priceless. People are precious. And that is where God wants our focus to be, on people. And so Jesus, he came into this earth so that he could seek and to save those who were lost. And when we uh, think about it, you know, that was our position at one time. Lost in the world, without hope, in darkness, stumbling around. Oh, and you know, if you were anything like me, you know, you thought you had it together. But it was messed up because I couldn't see. I was blind. And so the condition of the world is just that. They can't see. They're blind. And we are the one who God has put here to help them to see the light, to give them direction out of that place of darkness. All of you evangelists in here, can you say amen? amen. Y'all know you're, you are an evangelist, right? <laughs> Y'all smile at me. Thank you. <laughs> So if you would turn to Matthew, I just quoted it a few minutes ago. Turn there for me, please. It's, it's, so, it's so interesting to me that we talk about, you know, uh, material things being uh, distractions and possessions and all of that being distraction. But, but how many understand that, that we ourselves could possibly be a distraction? You say, well, how, 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 how could that be? Well, because it's just human nature to focus on yourself, to focus inward. And, and to be honest with you, uh, the church, the local church, uh, does that in many ways itself. The church focuses inwardly. What do I mean? I mean, the, the church takes care of those that are there, those that are with, within. But to be a, a, a healthy, uh, thriving individual, we have to think outside of ourselves, and we have to think outward. To be a healthy, thriving church, we can't just think inward. We have to think outward. We, 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 really, we really should have an evangelistic outward focus. Do y'all understand what, what I mean when I say that? People. People. And so, and so uh, it's easy to get distracted with our own circumstances, our own situation, our own concerns, our own, our own, our own. And, and, and the enemy can use that just as, uh, just as much as he used those other things to distract. Praise the Lord. Uh, Matthew 6. It says in the uh, New King James Version, uh, verse 31, Therefore, 
Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Verse 33. But seek first. Everybody says, seek first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, can you all say therefore? Therefore. You've heard people say, uh, when you see the word therefore, we need to find out what it is therefore, right? Well, this one is therefore. So uh, the thing that he just quoted above uh, verse 34, right? Seek first the kingdom of God will help us to understand that there's no worry. There's no care. We don't have to be concerned about our future when we are seeking first his kingdom. So that is why it's therefore. So we don't worry. We don't get anxious. There's no anxiety. Amen? Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That is so true. You don't have to worry about having trouble for today. <laughs> it's going to be there in one way or the other. Even if it's just, you know, uh, getting out of bed in the morning and uh, making it to the uh, uh, restroom, uh, bathroom without uh, tripping over something. Or just uh, getting out of bed in the morning and wake, waking up, looking in the mirror, and you see yourself fully. How many, how many uh, understand that, that, you know, sometimes when you get up in the morning, you're not quite awake when you look in the mirror? <laughs> So the, the cares are going to be there when we, when we get up, all right? So I want to read that from the uh, Amplified Classic Edition, Matthew uh, 6, and we'll start in verse 33. It says, but seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, and, these, and then all these things taken together will be given you beside. So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow, that is your future. Don't worry, don't be anxious. For tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for each day is its own trouble. So if we we, uh, look at the context here, uh, verses 19 through 34, Jesus is teaching about uh, uh, money and possessions, right? And so Jesus is saying that uh, where your possessions are concerned, where money is concerned, it's important. It's very important. But that is not your focus. That is not where you direct your attention. That is not where you uh, give of your, your effort, your interest. He says that, that when we seek first, seek first, and as we see here in the, uh, the uh, Amplified Classic Edition, uh, uh, the kingdom of God simply means his way of doing. Or simply put, doing things God's way. Doing things God's way. So if we seek first doing things God's way, <laughs> it takes away the anxiety. It takes away the word. 
And God's way, we want to understand this, as, as we said, uh, the verses above is talking about money and possession, but we want to, want to understand this, that uh, doing things God's way, the first step to doing things God's way, Malachi tells us, right? Bring your tithe. <laughs> Bring your tithe. Is that not doing things God's way? Right? So, so, so we understand that, that money is important, but we're going to see that, that money really, simply put, is just an instrument. Right? It's a tool. It's a, a medium of exchange in this natural realm, right? So money, money has its place, <laughs> but don't let money take your place. And, and we know that, that God doesn't have a problem with his children having money, none whatsoever. But he does have a problem with money having us. And sometimes we can get uh, our focus unaligned. And when we get our focus unaligned and off, and off of doing things God's way, then it's going to create all type of problems. It's going to create family problems, marriage problems, money problems, even health problems when we don't do it God's way. See, because when it says there in Malachi uh, uh, chapter 3 and verse 10, to bring all the tithe into the storehouse so there are provisions in my house, God says, his house. Bring it into his house. And he says that then he's going to open up the windows of heaven over your life and pour you out blessing that there's not room enough to receive, Right? So I think that, I think that uh, one of the um, reasons that, that Christians uh, get in trouble or, or it becomes difficult uh, for Christians many times where finances is concerned is they simply don't uh, follow the principles of God's word. You know, we, we many times lean on our own understanding. You know, I got this. Well, I tell you right now, if uh, that's your attitude that you got it and you are a believer and you're not following God's way of doing is going to bring some headaches. You got enough aspirins on hand? <laughs> because if you, don't, if you don't do it God's way, you look, when we know better, then we want to do better, Right? So this is not a message of condemnation. This is a message of, you know, making the necessary adjustment so that you don't have to deal with those headaches. You don't have to deal with those issues, those problems. And so the Bible says that we are to bring our tithe into the storehouse, right? The Bible says that we are to do it God's way, and when we do it God's way, then no worries, no anxieties. Amen? So I want you to um, turn uh, to that uh, verse of scripture there in, in Malachi. We're going to look at that just a little bit here. Again, my message is focus is a God thing, and we're talking about, talking about it in the context of finances 
and the harvest. Malachi uh, 3.10, and uh, reading this from the New King James Version, it says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food, uh, uh, King James uh, says meat, uh, other translations say provisions, that there may be provisions in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive. So we know that verse 8 says tithe and offerings, right? So when we trust God, when we honor God, when we apply the word of God in our lives, then God opens the window wonders of heaven, and that puts us into, in the uh, blessing arena, and it takes us out of the worry arena. So, so, so y'all say this. Say, I thank you, Lord, that I live in the blessing arena and not the worry arena. Well, you know, the only way you can say that confidently is you do what the word says, right? Amen. Turn to uh, the book of um, Luke. <clears throat> Y'all know the word of God is true. The word of God is uh, eternal. The word of God is everlasting. And, and where the word of God is concerned and your finances are concerned and uh, what we're talking about here, if you do not give it attention, if you don't give the word of God attention, then it's not going to get attention. Correct? And, and if it doesn't get attention, then you're not going to make it a priority. And if you don't make it a priority, you're not going to focus on it. You got to give the word of God attention. Direct your attention. Direct your attention by doing things God's way. Amen? Amen? Not only, not only where, where your finances are concerned, but in every area of your life. But I tell you, uh, where your finances are concerned, this is one of the, the primary things uh, with God because uh, there, there, we read there in uh, Matthew uh, 6, uh, move a few verses up, Matthew 6, uh, 21, right? It says that where your treasure is, there your what? Heart would be also, right? So that's very vital to God because if, you know, God can help us where our finances are concerned and where he is concerned and what is his, then he can have our heart. And that's what God is always after, our heart. Amen? So look at uh, Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16 New King James Version, it reads this way. I'm going to start in verse 9. It says, And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting, to an everlasting home. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least, is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you, uh, who will commit to your trust 
the true riches. And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, I want to, I want to read that from the Amplified uh, uh, Classic Bible because it really breaks it down um, a much, in a much better way so we uh, understand it. Uh, verse 9, Amplified. And I tell you, make friends for yourself by means of unrighteous mammon, deceitful riches, money, possessions, so that when it fails, they, those you have favored, may receive and welcome you into the everlasting habitation, dwellings. Verse 10, he who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is dishonest and unjust in a very little thing is dishonest and, in, and unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the case of unrighteous mammon, deceit for riches, money, possessions, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not proved, proved faithful in that which belongs to another, whether God or man, who will give you that which is your own? That is the true riches. No servant is able to serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will stand by one and be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, riches, or anything in which you trust and on which you rely. I believe that the primary reason that God blesses us as children of God, blesses us as believers, is to be a blessing. And to further the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in doing so, the kingdom of God advances in the earth. So, so he says here in verse 9, make friends, make friends. <laughs> we got to understand. If, if we looked over there in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 6 and verse 14, right? That, that tells us that we are not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And then he asked, uh, can darkness commune with light? Can righteousness fellowship with unrighteousness? And the obvious answer to that is what? No. No. So he says that we are to make friends, make friends with our money, right? So if we as believers, as we, as those who have been set aside, who have uh, been consecrated for God's use, are not to fellowship with those who are in darkness, those who are uh, uh, in the darkness, in the kingdom of light, if we are not to fellowship with them, then how are we going to make friends with them, Right? So making friends with them simply means that we, as believers, are to use our finances, are to use our money, are to use our resources so that they can come into the kingdom of God. 
Look. People in darkness will never get out of it without the kingdom of God being financed. And I know sometimes when we talk about money in churches, I know I'm not talking to anybody in here, but, but many times when we talk about finances, you know, uh, people start to squirm in their seats. But we, got, we, we have to understand that God places a great value on how we manage and handle our finances for the advancement of the kingdom of God, for blessing others so that we can, come on, fund the gospel, being preached. So this is the only way that we are going to make friends with those who are in darkness. Make it, when he says uh, that uh, we, we, we're not to fellowship, well, fellowship means that uh, a believer simply opening his, his or her heart up and sharing, the sharing of your heart. Well, how, how can you share your heart with someone in darkness when they are in darkness and you are in light in order to, um, uh, you know, for you to fellowship with them, they have to be in light as you are in the light. Now you have something to exchange. And so the Bible telling us that we are to do this, it says that we're to do it with our money. The harvest is white. The harvest is great. And we have the means. And when God can trust us with the little thing, the unrighteous mammon, the deceitful riches, then he turns us on to true riches. So what are true riches? True riches is anything that the anointing of God is able to produce in your life. If we want to look at it from God's perspective, true riches are people. The value that God placed on you, he places on every single person. And God valued Darnell enough to send someone into my life so that I could come out of that place of darkness. God values you so much that he sent someone or you heard the gospel in some, some manner that you came out of darkness into his marvelous light. But do you know that that gospel had to be funded? The gospel uh, will never get to other parts of the world unless it is funded by you and me. Your money plays just as much of a part in people coming into the kingdom of God as anything else. Amen? Amen? Amen. So true riches is what we want to be turned on to. God's true riches. Amen? Amen? So people get saved, people come out of darkness, so here at Word of Life, we are, our theme for this time 
of giving the Arising Bill campaign uh, 2324 is reaching the harvest, reaching the harvest. And we believe in God for 3,000 people, 3,000 people. Amen? Everybody say it's going to happen. It absolutely is going to happen. And in order for that to take place, it's going to not only require our finance, but it's going to require us promoting the gospel with our voice. Amen? I, thought, I found it so interesting. Uh, last Sunday, we had uh, the Horizon Bill uh, banquet. And um, on my way up the elevator, my wife and I on the elevator, uh, this guy was on there, and I engaged in conversation. Have y'all ever noticed that on elevators, people don't make eye contact? They look up. They look at the, uh, <laughs> they know the button that they push, but they still are checking it to make sure it's still uh, going to get to their floor. And I've never seen so many people who were so interested in their shoes when they're on the elevator. They know what kind of shoes they had on when they came, came when they left home, but they're looking down because no one want to make eye contact on an elevator. So, so uh, Pastor Andy was saying this morning as he was teaching on evangelism that, you know, actually there is absolutely no subject in the, the, the language of humankind that cannot be uh, transitioned into the gospel. Every single thing can be transitioned into the gospel. So, so this guy, he had on a, uh, a uh, uh, pro football shirt. So I, I, I engaged in conversation with him about, about his shirt, right? And so this is James. You say, well, how come you know his name? Because I made friends with James. James prayed the prayer right there in the middle of the casino to receive Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior. Right in the middle of the casino. And as I left James, I run across this other young man, right? He's going to the movie. So I asked him what movie he was going to. He told me uh, he was going to Creed 3, right? I said, man, I've always wanted, I, I, I want to see that movie. I haven't seen it yet. I saw Creed 2 a couple of nights ago at home. So, so, so uh, we engage in a conversation, right? This is Omar. He said, how come you know his name is Omar? Because I made friends with Omar. Omar is now in the kingdom of God. Omar is now my friend. Now we can exchange hearts. We can talk about the same thing because we have kindering spirits. We have lack spirits. And so I, I, I thought it was quite fitting. I thought it was quite fitting because this is a rising bill. This is 3,000 people, right? And two of them came into the kingdom right there during that event. Jesus is Lord, and the hearts of people are open. Earlier we talked about uh, how altars are being set up everywhere, wrong altars. And because they are, people are confused, they are lost, they don't know what to do, they don't know where they're going, therefore they are looking for the truth. They're looking for the answer. And there's only one 
absolute truth. And that's the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when we stand in front of them and we open our mouths concerning that truth, the anointing of God is on it. And it only Jesus says that the words that I speak unto you, they are what? Spirit. And they are life. Spirit in their meaning. Life given in their effect. So it's bringing life to the hearts of people. It is not your responsibility to get them saved. God gives the increase. It is our responsibility, however, to stand before them and tell them of the goodness of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the love of God. That's our responsibility.